Are you just trying to navigate adulthood in a world that still expects you to have it all figured out? Welcome to This Is 50 with your hosts, Travis Holmes and Shane McManus. Jane! Hey. Jane, are you alive? Are you there? Are you in a fish bubble? What's going on? Here. You there? I don't know. <laughs> hey. I'm fr- You're freezing now. Yeah, technical difficulties. All right, there you go. It's, it's phoned in Friday. What do you expect? I guess. Well, I'm back from, uh, I almost said St. Augustine. I'm back from Savannah, Georgia. Oh, nice. Glad to see you made it. How, how was it? Did you eat, drink, and be merry? And I ate, drank, and saw a lot of guys named Mary. So there's that. Oh. I didn't realize that Savannah is a college town. Oh, yeah. What, what I had no idea. down there? I can't remember. It's not like a Ivy League school or anything or like a Savannah University, you know, graduating classes of, you know, whatever, thousands of people. It's a, it's called Savannah College of Arts and Design. It's a art school. There's an art school down okay. there, which is college accredited or whatever you want to call it. It is these art people, these design people. And as oh, we're those, it, those people, <laughs> those that are <laughs> way over on the left that, you know, they have blue hair and the big gauge earrings in their face or whatever. They got all these weird. What is that emo kind of thing? Or what? It's not even emo. It's just a town full of virgins. That's the way it is. That's, the way, I, town full of virgins. <laughs> that's the way I look at it, because I can't tell if half of them were male or half of them were female or they all had these uniform, not uniform, but these unisexual outfits on. Well, thank God these people are not breeding, right? Well, I don't want them having kids. Later on in life, they might decide to. But I mean, these, yeah, well, and they're so young. Hopefully, they'll have their shit together by then, and we won't have to worry about the their offspring. But I mean, you know, they're young, and I understand college. I was, you know, my college days, I, you know, had piercings all over my face and mohawks, and which is Did no different really? than what I have piercings? now. But you having piercings all over your face? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a. I had 13 piercings. I had four here, four here, here, uh, my whole entire, both my ears. I still have scars and stuff all the way around my ears. I had piercings all over the place. I had the industrial piercings. I had the, you know, that little, this little piece of meat right here on the, on the side of your ear, the little flap, not the bottom, not the earlobe, the little flap in between your face and the ear hole. I had that pierced. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, I've I'd had all, all that stuff. Freak. Pretty much. And then I turned 30 and I go, see you later. See you later. That's what I was going to say. See, age caught up with you and you're like, see, now you're making fun of what you used to be. I'm, I'm not making fun of them. I'm, I'm not making fun of them at all. Yes, you are. No, what I'm saying is just everyone had. You're saying you're you're no longer the, that type of person. And it's weird to you. No, I used no, to be that way. No, I'm still that person. I just know that oh. at some point. That doesn't look right on a human being. For Here's a prime example. You know, people get like the ink tattoos and stuff all over the body. I have no tattoos on my body at all. Um, I never would commit to something like that. But when you see someone like, for example, our age and they're 50 years old and they've got all these, these different tattoos on them, depending on the artist at the time, are they good? Are they bad? And then when they get 60, yes, you know, the, the butterfly that was on, you know, your back as a teenager, now you're a grandmother and the butterfly is like this <laughs> mothra looking thing on the, on your back because your skin's all stretched out. Yeah. Things start to drop. I mean, I've got tattoos. I got a bunch of them. Oh yeah, but yours are all military tattoos. Those are okay. You're allowed to have those. No, no I've got one that's not a military tattoo. I got like one on my left arm that goes from like my shoulder down to my elbow. Do you really? Mm. What is it of? Oh, well, here we go. You can see it here for YouTube people, but uh, it's here's all the YouTube. kind of a tribal thing. But the arrows and feathers and names and dog tags and weird stuff. Look at that bicep. Right Look there. at that. Come you on. are. 
totally ripped. <laughs> I've been working on that thing for 30 years now. But, yeah, think... it's just a you, – and you've seen it before. I probably have. I just don't pay attention to you. Most people don't. <laughs> but, you know, I want to I get a couple of more. Couple, yeah. I want to get a couple more, not a couple of more. Um, and I want to get some phonics lessons as well. But, I, yeah, I, I enjoy my tattoos. The thing about a tattoo is that it's that's permanent. You're not getting – well, you can get rid of it with laser stuff, but it's, it's expensive. But what gets me with these people is that, like, they have these gauges in their ears. When they when they go – you know, when they finally realize it looks silly, when they turn 30 like you did, they're left with this excess skin. Oh, yeah. What do you do with that? I don't know. People, I mean, you can you can dye your hair back to the your normal color, right? You can go back to normal, yeah. Skin. I think the people that have the gauges in their ears are basically saying, "I'm not going to make it past a certain age. I'll be dead," you know, <laughs> because they're not really thinking that far in advance. Well, well, if that's their yeah, then they don't really care what they do to themselves. But a lot of the people, but hey, it's whatever, right? But a lot of a lot of the people that the way they were dressed was I, I just couldn't get and my wife and I would look at each other and she would go like a girl would walk by and you know she's got her head she's got her head down headphones on and you know she's not I didn't see a whole lot of people texting and stuff there're just a lot of people with their heads down walking and I realized that because the the streets and the sidewalks of Savannah Georgia are all crooked and stuff you got to watch where you're walking <laughs> but a lot of them had those 80s Jesus Christ those 80s mom jeans where the belt loops like up above the navel and it's just this weird really? yes i mean and i guess it's a georgia thing because i don't see it too much up here in north carolina maybe that town savannah itself i mean girls were wearing mom jeans and mom shorts where it was weird because if they wear shorts they would cut the shorts in the front higher than the back of the shorts Yeah, so the pockets will hang out a little bit yeah but then the back they cut underneath the pocket, so they still have a full pocket on the back. Well, when you have mom jeans, you can stick a whole friggin' eye tablet or an iPad in the back pockets of a mom jeans. That's how big the pockets were. It was just weird. They it weren't was, tight, right? No, God, no. They were not. There was nothing sexual about them at all, other than they were weird. Well, then I just think we need to change the subject. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why change the subject? What do, what do you know? What do us guys our age have? You know, to think about young girls in tight blue jeans, right? And the and none of these girls were any kind of. Ooh, look at that one. No, no, no. They're all the drama nerds, the uh, computer nerds. Uh, and I'm not talking sexy computer nerd. I'm talking like locked up in the basement, go outside, eat Hot Pockets all day long type, you know. So it's pretty much everybody that was at the prom that you DJed a couple of weeks ago, right? No, the, at least is those. A, is that a good comparison? No, at least those kids were cool. They were they were exciting and they were attractive people. They they took care of themselves. They you know all their hair was done. Their faces you know don't look completely horrible. <laughs> These are like a small. This is a small gene pool that's in this area. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. it there's just a certain. Everyone had this certain look, and it was depressed unisexual walking down with her head phone you know with her headphones on walking down or walking with her head down and just just i don't know they were mute they well, were all the mute good news. here's yeah here's the good news those are the people who are going to be running the country here in a few years no so I, I, I don't, for that. none of them express the word running anything no. <laughs> run is not in their vocabulary at all 
who knows what those people are? I mean, so they're all drama majors or something? Is it just art school? It's an art like school, art so like art actors? design. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, look up SCAD because that's that was a whole thing that we saw on everything. S C A D. So you know, the historical district yeah. of Savannah is uh you know whatever, yeah. and and they've donated buildings up to the SCAD program. And you know, we were riding around on the trolleys, and the guy goes, you know, and over to my left, and over to my right, and then he was talking about the SCAD. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with the SCAD program, they started with 71 students in like 96 or 99 or something like that. And now they have a uh, a student body of 20,000 to 30,000 people. You know, so it's kind of like a community college, but it's spread out. I don't know. It's just weird. It's, it's weird, 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 weird. Not like we're going to be there going to school, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But it was just, it just, I don't know. I didn't realize that it was a campus. You know, Savannah was part history and part campus at the same time. Well, that's why you go to these different places so you can experience the. See, there's a there's a na- national culture, and then there is a a condensed like regional culture, and then there's these people. You know, the hills have eyes kind of people. Almost, almost. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys, stick around. We'll be right back. You're right, Shane. Uh, I think so. Don't die on me. Choked on a beer. <laughs> That'll teach nope. you. Not on the air anyway, right? So I was telling you about my Savannah trip, and I felt bad for this one restaurant that we went to. Now, Savannah, you, you were saying that Savannah really doesn't have well, you were saying going to Paula Dean. Fuck Paula Dean. Savannah really doesn't have a cuisine that they're known for. Um, so it's kind of yeah. like, like I said, it was a college town, and every on every corner was a coffee shop, and every coffee shop had their own unique whatever to uh, bring the kids in. So there's this one place. Well, I mean, every everything on the menu is shrimp and grits. I don't care where you go. <laughs> Even the coffee shop has shrimp and grits in a coffee cup. Yeah, we went to one. We went to one place that said Boar's Head over on Riverwalk, and we're like, "Ooh, Boar's Head!" And we sat down and we ordered drinks, and and we're like, "Going, oh, is this part of the?" And as soon as I said, "Is this part of the?" The bartender goes, "Nope, no way affiliated with them." And I go, "Really? No? Why do?" You- all right. We'll take these boar, boar's head meat. No, no. It was a boar's head pub on Riverwalk. And we're looking at the menu and I'm like, mm. I said, you're fish and chips. Uh, what kind of fish is that? Oh, it's tilapia. Tilapia. <laughs> the, like, Dude, I can get that at Walmart. <laughs> exactly. And then I was going to have the, uh, the blackened fish uh, salad. And I go, what kind of fish is the, oh, it's tilapia too. I said, so you just got like a, a bookcase of uh, tilapia in the back, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the cheapest thing you can get. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's the cheapest white fish. You know what? Okay, so let me. Well, you probably know this. Your dad was a wasn't he a fisherman? My grandfather was. Yes. Okay. So a tilapia is basically a sea carp. Right. So you know what a carp is, right? Yeah, they're vegetarians. They eat their no, they eat their own. They'll eat anything. They eat their own shit. Mm-hmm. 
they're just a nasty fish. It was actually <laughs> they were actually created to eat the uh, the kudzu. Do you know the kudzu plant? Yeah, they're uh, Sammy. Uh, what's uh? <laughs> <laughs> they were designed. They were designed to eat down the kudzu plant. Uh, they were yeah. They and because you look back, tilapia didn't exist. You know, thirty years ago, it was uh, it was they were man made. A man-made fish. Yep. Well, how about that? <laughs> so, anyway, we're getting off topic about the restaurants. Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to go down that road. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Forget things a lot. So, we, uh, we're we like, ah. She's like, are you ready to order? And we're like, nah, nothing really looks good. And like you said, oh, we've got the best shrimp and grits in town. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> you, got, you got shitty tilapia for your fish and chips. We're out of here. Well, yeah, you know, shrimp bottom feeders too. They'll eat. They'll eat anything. Yeah. So one of the restaurants we went to, where we were staying at, was called Thompson Square, I believe. You know, you walk everywhere. So we walked down to you know for breakfast. So we'd walk down this place. So it was called the Blue Door. All right, cool Blue Door. What do they serve? Oh, it's everything waffles. They got waffles this and waffles that, and they serve you know coffee and stuff. So all right, let's go get coffee. So we walk in there, and there's nobody in there, and it's small. I mean, it's it's a small small restaurant i mean it probably sits 30 people so we walk in there's nobody in there and they got like music playing they got like anime uh, on the tvs and and you know star wars stuff and i'm like oh blue door anime. yeah it the blue door is a spinoff of something star wars i don't know but anyways so we walk in and there's nobody in there there's the barista and <laughs> walk in <laughs> <laughs> they got the jizz music playing and there's the barista, and then this guy, blazer, jeans, long salt and pepper gray hair down to his shoulders. You know the type I'm talking Ooh, about. Nice. Yeah. And he's yeah. sitting there, and he's got his, he's got a note. You know, not an iPhone or or Android. He's got one of the bigger ones. It's a little bit bigger, and he's okay. he's doing he's doing this. You know, he's going through everything. So um, and I go up to the barista, and I look down on the countertop there, and it says, "This we will be closing June first. And I go, "Oh, well, <laughs> feel bad for this guy. Feel bad for this restaurant, I should say." And so we ordered something that we've never had before, which was great, and got my coffee, and Amy got her latte, and. The guy, uh, Mr. Blazer guy, comes up to us, and he goes, hey, I appreciate you guys coming in. I said, are you the owner of the place? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm the owner of the place. I'm like, what's going on? You know, why, why are you closing down? It seems like you got a lot of good things going on. He's like, well, we've been here nine years, successful nine years. I'm like, oh, God. He's just looking for someone, someone to tell the story. And I said, uh, well, what's going on? He's like, well, it's hard to compete with nepotism. And I go, well, what, what? Are you, yeah, I go, well, what are you talking about? Well, the owner, this woman wants to, she's not renew our, our lease. You know, we've been here for nine years and she's going to give this place to her son and her son's going to take over the place and, you know, but it's hard to compete. I've been here nine years, nepotism, nine years, uh, leaving, you know, just bombarded me with all this. And I'm like going, dude, just want to eat my stupid waffles and drink my coffee. So, yeah, but you're the only one in there that I can vent to at the moment. I know. I felt bad. He just kind of glommed onto me like we were sitting at the hey, table. You should have told him. That's what you should have told him. Say, listen, dude, I got a podcast about this is 50. You look about that age. Yeah. You want to come on there and vent? Here's a sticker. Here's a magnet. Thanks for coming out. First of all, yeah, first of all, when you get on there, please explain what nepotism means. It's where, you know, you're, you're, know yeah, is. the family members and stuff. So family favoritism. Yes. So 
I said, so what are your plans? You got another establishment picked out? Yeah, we're going to go over to the mall or whatever, but it's, you know, it's a little further from the college town. I'm like, oh, well, what are they going to turn this place into? Uh, well, if, and this is where it gets, well, if he's smart, he'll, he'll keep the coffee shop. You know, he'll have coffee because you're right across the street from the university. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Easy on the university term. All right. <laughs> this is a community college. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was a, it was a place called the Blue Door. And I guess in about four days, they're, they're shutting the shop up uh so we ate breakfast there it was it was fun it was fun i just felt bad that you know this guy unloaded on me <laughs> please help me well you've got that look about you that you know let me let me confide in you let me let me cry on your shoulder trav no the look please. that i the look that i have is that i actually generally was interested in the man's story everyone's got a story well, that's where you screwed up no why don't you look at him like i don't just give me my coffee i don't care about your problems i no, got my own no everyone's got a story and some stories are are life lessening learning and i wanted to hear the guy's story i wanted to hear what he's got okay. going on so Okay, look, you're not fooling me, buddy. You don't want to hear his story because it's a life lesson or it's interesting. You're just put, you're just trying to find something to make fun of. I am looking. You? I'm looking for content. Is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for conversation, <laughs> okay. whether it's on this podcast you. or whatever. You yeah, know, I gotcha. You know, if I was at a dinner, you know, you always say a good dinner guest brings conversation to a, to the table. So if you're at a dinner party or whatever, and you know they're going around the room, and someone talks about something, and you can go, well, guess what I know? You know, guess what I found out? Or this is, you know, did you know this? And I heard this, and now you. What was the guy's name? I have no idea what his name was. <laughs> I didn't get that far. Oh, what a nice connection I made there. Well, uh, guess what? Job. Now you've got you've got a story about tilapia. And people out there have a story about the blue the blue door cafe that's in the heart of uh, Savannah, Georgia. That's yeah. closing down. Well, thanks for the story. You know, it'd be somebody aw- can go check it out now. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if uh, everyone that listens to this podcast just kind of bum rushed the Savannah his location. Uh, save the blue door. Save, save the blue, blue door. door. <laughs> save blue door. Save blue door. No more nor or something with the door. Something that rides with the well, door. You, I'm not good at chance, so you well you need to get those gauge wearing blue hairs in on it they love to protest well here's the cool thing so when we were sitting there and we were sitting on resin chairs you know what resin chairs are that you yeah you have around your patio you can throw a blowtorch on them and make them brand new again right exactly so as we were sitting there like these five girls came in sorority looking girls uh came in and they ordered like they were girls they were they were girls no (laughs) these were these were mom jean wearing girls and uh they came in and they ordered like a bunch of coffee and waffles or whatever so i felt better then well now i want to go to savannah and see the blue door but it's going to close so you just tempted me with something that i can't do now well thanks for that well the building's still there just it's not open yeah so now it's not going to be it's not going to be blue door it's going to be baby boy's door or whoever you know whatever (laughs) family member is going to inherit the place i don't know it's going to be something stupid (sighs) sounds like it already is all right guys stick around we'll be right back Are you a true crime fanatic always on the hunt for your next fix? Do you enjoy sipping a fresh cup of coffee while delving into the darkest depths of the human psyche? Then you need to tune in to Murder and Coffee. Hey, everyone. 
It's Matt Cochran, your host, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you the latest and greatest in true crime each week. I'll take you on a journey into the mind of some of the most notorious killers and the brave individuals who brought them to justice. And of course, we'll be doing it all over a fresh cup of coffee. From serial killers to cults and everything in between, Murder and Coffee has it all. You won't be able to stop listening. So, Grab your favorite mug and join me as we explore the darkest corners of the human psyche. Because, let's face it, nothing goes better together than murder and coffee. Don't miss out on this thrilling podcast. Subscribe to Murder and Coffee on your favorite podcast platforms today. Or visit us at MurderAndCoffee.com. Murder and Coffee. With me, your host, Matt Cochran. I don't understand. I don't know how we came across this in the human race. Is why are we are allowed or not allowed to check into a hotel before three o'clock? Before we got to be out by ten or eleven o'clock. That's so stupid to me. Oh God! Don't get me started on that. That pisses me off. That pisses me off, and everybody else listening, and everybody in the world. I don't. Now, I hate it. I hate it. That it's there's no basis for it whatsoever. None. Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember growing up as well. I remember growing up altogether. But I mean, as a child, I remember going to a hotel with my mom and dad. And if we checked in at one o'clock, we had to be out by one o'clock the next day. Now, this is in the early early seventies or late seventies, early eighties. When did that change, or did it change, or did I just you know we just stayed at cheap motels or something? Well, the excuse is that you have have to give the cleaning staff enough time to come in and sanitize the room from one guest to the next. That doesn't make any sense though. I mean, if you've got, if you got, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but that's the basis for it. They, when, so if your checkout time is at 10 o'clock, it's going to take Lupe Fuentes five hours to get in there and clean the room for the next guest to come in. It doesn't take five hours to clean a room. It takes maybe 30 minutes to clean a room. And if you have, if you have a cleaning staff on hand that let's say works at reasonable hours, starts at eight and gets off at five with a 30, 45 minute lunch in between, people are leaving around that time and and going in there and, and you can, you've got that time to clean those rooms. Now, for whatever reason, if you check in into a hotel back on, basically my theory is if you check in at six, you can check out at six, then you just don't don't rent that room for that time. You know, until the problem, then they don't want to not be able to rent the room. You're they're, they're going to lose money. My my mom's whole entire career, she was the assistant to the general manager for DoubleTree. So her whole entire career has been in hotels. I know that hotels maximum capacity are still only 85% filled and that's yeah. peak. That's peak. I'm talking hotels. I'm not talking motels or drive-ins or anything like that. I'm talking like a Radisson or, or uh, like I said, the Doubletree or any of those hotels. Maximum capacity in peak season is still only 85%. Now, you're telling okay. me that you can't just rotate the rooms and rotate your cleaning service to no, accommodate you for... <clears throat> You can't because listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that I've learned. 
there are premium rooms in every hotel, not just suites or whatever the most expensive stuff. But Ocean View or like something like that. Ocean View or there, you know, nobody wants to rent the room back in the corner. And there's this big, huge superstition that nobody wants to rent a room above the fourth floor. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, look it up. No, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I've heard about the I've heard about the thirteenth floor, but above the fourth floor. Yeah, above the fourth floor, there's certain people that don't want to. They don't want to get into odd or even number rooms. You know, they'll show up and they'll go. Well, you know, we've got you in room, you know, two fifty five. Oh no, no, I need a I need an even number room. I need you know two forty two. So there's a lot of room because of stupid people. And I can understand if you got a room, you know, overlooking the, uh, if you go to the beach and you got a room overlooking the HVAC unit, you don't probably don't want to rent that one, but that's the engineer's problem. But there's so many rooms in there that people have these quirks about that they don't want to rent or they don't want to, they don't want to have that room. You don't go somewhere and stay at, well, let me, let me put it this way. You go to vacation somewhere and you get a hotel room. Granted, yes, the view is a bonus. All right, I got a great view. But it's like mm-hmm. running a cabin on a cruise liner. You're not in the room other than the shit shower and shave. You're not looking to spend the whole... Matter. You're not looking to spend the whole day there. I mean, just, I know, I know. There are plenty of people that go rent those hotel rooms and stay in the room. Those people that, are called addicts. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Those, hey, baby. But yeah, that's the basis of it. They want to they be able to clean, get it clean. And then here's all these other rooms that people will, don't want to, you know, they don't want to be in. It just, it, it, yeah, it irks me. I'm like, like you said, it irks you too. So I just, yeah. I just, cause every time I, every time we go somewhere, I'm like going, can we have early check-in and can we have late checkout? I always say that. Cause a lot of times they don't well, care. They don't care. Here's what, I, here's what I'm thinking about doing is just investing in like an RV or something. Cause you can pull those things anywhere you go, mm-hmm. park them, you know, it's your own space. I, w- I would love to get myself an RV where I could just, you know, stay in my own thing. Are you going to like that sell, way I can, sell- I can bitch it myself if the room's not clean. <laughs> sell everything and go out on the road? Do, uh, hey, I would do it. Do van life or whatever it is? <clears throat> I would do it. Well, what about right up my alley? What about peeing and pooping and dumping your tank or anything like that? You have problems with that? Well, I mean, you can. I mean, I've got a pee phobia anyway, but you, know. <laughs> you have a pee phobia. <laughs> Are you scared to pee? No, 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 no. I'm not scared to pee. I'm. You don't want to touch pee? Okay. What is the phobia for pee? Oh, who wants who wants to touch pee? Nobody wants to touch pee. Yeah, you okay. know, you know what? There's a, there's a scene in a movie. I forget what the movie was. Where the mom, there was something on the kid's shirt and looked like poop. And the mom, it was her kid, and she grabbed it. She's like, "Oh, what is this?" And she licks it, and he's like, "Oh, that's chocolate." Oh shit! Like, oh, and, really? And, literally? And it was like, it was, oh, that's you got chocolate on your shirt. And the lady that was in the movie with the the mom says, "How do you know that wasn't shit?" She's like, "I didn't know, but it's my kid. Who cares?" You know? Oh no, absolutely not! No, 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 no! This has nothing. To... <laughs> yeah, you know, moms will smell anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the mom. That's the mom duty. <sighs> no, I I just have this. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I'm because because I know what I'm opening myself up to here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just putting my target, uh, putting putting a target on my back for you. All right. So I don't like for other people to hear me pee. Just to hear you pee. Hear it like public restrooms or here in my house. If you know, if there's a bunch of people on the other side of the door, I don't want anybody to hear me pee. Now I can understand like pooping. Like I'll do the no, jail, no, no. I'll do the jailhouse thing where you sit on a toilet and right before you get ready to push that first, you don't know if it's air or shit. You hit the toilet thing and because it sucks everything no, out. No, and you no, can no. make all the noise you want. So you're no. just scared of people hearing you pee. 
Yes, the the volume because because when I'm going in there and peeing, I want you know I want of course you know we're getting to the age now where the old prostate's probably uh, giving you a little bit of problems or barking at you a little. I don't want anybody going. Gosh, that guy needs to get checked out. So you don't have enough <laughs> pressure in the hose to make it sound like you're yeah. you're. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like embarrassed if it's just dribble. You know what I'm saying? You so know, not, not really just, if it's, I just don't want anybody hearing my pee hit the water, making the, because if it's not a strong enough sound, everybody, I feel like everybody's listening to me. Is there a little girl in there? <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't so, you, why don't you pee on the I, side, will, pee on the side porcelain so they don't have to hear it? That's what I do, but sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, that's just a narrow strip of porcelain from, from the bottom of the bowl to the water. You got to have good aim with that, Shane. Yeah, no kidding. Then you got to have a decent stream, you know, to get it, get, get on target. You know, got to have some velocity. <laughs> stay, stay on target. I'm going to crack up. I'm stay on target. I'm cracking up. Yeah. So you've got to, you know, you've got to have some velocity there. You've got to have some aim. I mean, there's a whole lot going on. <laughs> Concentration. Yeah. And then, then you're going, are they on the other side of the door listening to me? Yeah. That's what they do. And, Come on. Yeah. What, what are you, what are we doing? What are we doing? Shane's in the bathroom. Let's go gather around. And everyone's got like the glass against the door, you know, listening yeah. through this. So that's why I call it a phobia. I'm paranoid about it. I just don't want anybody listening to the sound of my pee hit the water. And it's because it's like, yeah, I know what you're doing in there. Well, you knew what I was doing going in there to do in the first place. I'm not going in there to grow flowers or anything, but I just don't want anybody hearing my pee hit the water. I did. I did feel bad for a guy when, when I was in Savannah. We were on one of the, oh, at the visitor station or a visitor center and you know they got all the urinals and and the real good urinals the, the places that care about people have an actual tile uh separation in between the urinals you know the little wall that juts out not the little plastic yeah. thing and yeah. there was an older guy and he was at the very very last urinal and i the only one was available was the one next to him and he was an older guy and i'm sitting there and i you know start doing my business and as i'm doing it i don't hear anything next to me and then i hear the trickle trickle Mm-hmm. What did you think? Trickle, trickle, trickle. And I was like, going, oh, I feel bad for this guy. Let me see. I felt bad for I'm him. About. I did. I felt bad because, you know, I can hear him go like under his breath. I can hear him go. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I like Put hurried. That, yeah. I hurried up and, and walked out and I was like going, oh, I felt bad for him. But as, as soon as I walked away, I don't know if he had P lock or. If he just couldn't get it out, because as soon as I walked away, I, well, see, for me, it's performance anxiety, too. I mean, you know, I, I don't have any I haven't had any issues as of yet, but I don't want anybody thinking that I've got any issues. And then you go into the year. I mean, you're you know where it all started, <laughs> where back in the day, back in high school, middle school. When you had to go and pee in the urine trough in high school, the big old long. We never yeah, had. You remember the big long trough? I, I've been to baseball stadiums where they have the trough, but I've never not in high school. We never had the trough. We always had the the urinals, but you always did flaps up. You know, when you, when you were peeing, you did flaps up. Oh well, I mean, no, we had those in high school. No, no. Do you so know what, you, you know what flaps up is? Uh, I don't even want to. I was trying so, to avoid that. But so go ahead. take your hands. Hold on. I want to stand up for everyone on YouTube here. So you do this, but you do flaps up. Like this, so they, they, can, 
they can't see your junk. That doesn't work. Well, see, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> that's where the. I think those troughs are where every guy's performance anxiety comes from. Because first of all, you know, you want, you want your stream to be better than the guy next to you. And then of course you want your junk to be bigger than the guy next to you. And then you're going, well, why are you looking at my junk? And then I'm going, well, why am I looking at your junk too? And then it's just, your, your mind goes nuts. I always look, (laughs) I always look, Hey, what do you got going on there? I stick my head around his shoulder. Hey, how you doing? You doing all right? (laughs) Well, okay. I guess you were the guy, the the kind of guy that starts the performance anxiety yeah yeah i mean i just don't want anybody to hear the is that weird no well for for urinating i can understand if you're doing number two but i mean i don't care about number two you know number two is it's it's its own personal personality it's a harry and harry and lloyd where lloyd's in there (laughs) from dumb and dumber you know Nobody cares about your poop performance, but, you know, other guys and other people will care. Because, you know, you're going, oh, this is so stupid. Shitty talk. This is so stupid. I honestly, honestly, Shane, I am embarrassed. My wife, because we have our own separate bathrooms. I have, you know, the, the master bathroom has a water closet where there's a toilet in there. That's my bathroom. Hers is in the in the hallway which is a half bath, and that's where she goes all the time. Mm-hmm. But if she's, like, doing her hair or makeup or something in there, I have to use my bathroom. I will literally, like, do the jailhouse flush because sometimes, you know, I blow it out, and she, she's like, gross! <laughs> I don't want her to say gross. I don't want her, anything that I do, I don't want the word gross coming out of her mouth. I don't care about the poop part. I just care about the peeing. All right. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure people will let you know how to help you get get by sure, or get I'm, through this i'm sure for a lot of people this is the last podcast they're listening to <laughs> this is it right here this is the one that turns everyone <laughs> off see you later thousands of listeners <laughs> we appreciate yeah. you thanks for coming out all right guys stick around we'll be right back hopefully <laughs> Those stairs will kill you. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Brisket's okay. It's up and running. I didn't open the upper door. I'm leaving it alone. I don't open that upper door. Are you floating? Don't open the upper door. Are you, uh, what, what's your temperature floating at? Uh, you're doing a 220. 220? 220, 225. Yep. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Sometimes she'll spike up to 250, so I'll bump the vents open a little bit. But I like to keep it at 225. Watch the vents because you, you don't want to turn it to jerky. Oh, shit. That's why I'm having to go down there and look every five minutes. <laughs> so uh, back to my uh, Savannah trip, because there's so much, so much content out there while I was, we were walking around and stuff. So That's what happens when you get out of the country, right? I know, right? <laughs> the world changes, and you're not part of it. Well, now when I say country, I don't mean country as in the country. I mean country as in where I live. Yeah. Hi, y'all. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because we sit on 22 somewhat acres. We have a population in our town of 2,500 people. And I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. So, you know, green acres out here. So, But you're loving every minute of it. Right? Well, you know, we're talking about selling the house and boarding the horses now instead of having them on the property and, and investing in a going moving to Waxhaw somewhere, getting a nice. Well, what's, more, what's more expensive, running your own farm or boarding? Well, it's there's a trade-off. Because it's cheaper to have the horses on the property, but your time, well, your time is, is all your free time is dedicated to the horses or, or the property or something like that. So would you rather pay, let's say $500 a month to have someone board your horses and take care of them for you? Is or that per horse though? Per I horse. I imagine that's per horse. And I'm I'm low. I'm believe me. I'm lowballing it. You know, we pay close to yeah. twelve hundred bucks a month for one horse. Jeez. Yeah, it's what a. Is that? She's got one expensive hobby. Well, they say you know if you want to go broke, have a horse. But yeah, this no this horse is their dressage level. I forget what level she's at. She's at a actually clinic this weekend, uh, today and tomorrow. So she's out there riding her. A little pony around. I say pony, you know, valued it. I think it's like 1.2 million right now. So it's like, go ahead and do what you got to do out there. Uh, here's here's an idea. Sell that thing off and retire. Yeah, and well, just party every day. And then what? Then what is she going to do? Bother me? You no. Never, Fuck that. You, <laughs> you can spend your time together every waking moment together. You can go on vacations. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, we got a lot of obligations here on the property. <laughs> Yes, but I agree. It's in her blood. Translation, I don't like her that much, or she doesn't like me that much. <laughs> Something like that. No, no, no. I mean, she's that's her hobby, and that's her thing. That's her shtick. I knew that getting into this relationship, and, and I knew what was involved. So that's what she does, and I don't mind. Uh, I've got my job, this job here, and, and uh, the other podcasts and stuff that I do. Part of my responsibility is taking care of the property, and that's what I signed up to do. I don't mind doing it at all, but it's mm-hmm. when it gets to her, she goes, you know, we need to get out. We need to go out, and that's why we went to Savannah, you know, just at, uh, somewhere we can go, and we have, we got an older dog, uh, and there's no way my dad can take care of the older dog So while we're gone, you know, because she can't get up and down the steps. Either can my dad get up and down the steps, so we brought the dog with us, so that's why we went to Savannah. While we oh, were, you brought the dog but you didn't bring your dad. No, fuck that. My dad, he wants to go on vacation. He, he's got his own funds. He can go on vacation wherever he wants to go. And he even, he, even, he even said, you know, I'm like, Dad, get on a cruise. Go on a cruise or something like that. And he's like, he can't walk. I mean, he can, to get the mail, he's got to get in our side-by-side, which is killing the fucking tires on the side-by-side. He fires it up, drives it down there, turns it off. And the driveway is maybe 50 yards. Gets out, gets the mail, gets back in the side-by-side, turns it back on, turns around, drives back down the driveway and parks it. I'm like, Dad, you're killing the side-by-side. It's not meant for these little short 30-second rides. You know, it's meant to be driven and, you know, the oil has to get out of the pan and through the motor and stuff. It barely gets out of the, the pan, you know, and I'm like, just let it run. Yeah, you got to get, get the engine up to temperature. Yeah, and it, it, it just, it's killing it. So, but I don't say anything. So, uh, But one thing that we did while we were in Savannah is one of the bars we went to outside of the Blue Door, who's closing his doors as of June 1st, uh, we went to, uh, Amy, basically, you know, we look at the map on Google Maps and we hit, you know, restaurant. And we were coming home late one night from doing, uh, oh, we went to a food truck thing, which was really cool. I'll tell you about that uh, off the air. But we were coming back and we were like, well, let's get something to eat at this one bar. And it was called the, Christ, what's the name of the bar now? The Over Under or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, all right, cool. So we go in there and we sit at the bar, order drinks. And then it's one of those bars. I don't know if you've been in a bar like this before, but you've got the bar itself. 
and there's pool tables, and then there, you know what duck pins are? No. So instead of being a full length bowling lane, the the bowling balls are about the size of a coconut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're short. Yeah, they're short little pins, and you you physically yeah. have to go around and and reset the pins yourself. They had these. They had three yeah. duck lanes there. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And they had dart boards and all that. And then there was a pass through that led into another room. You know, a real small hallway, and it went into another room. You know, Savannah, Old Town, and they connected these two bars together with this pass through. And the pastor on the other side served food. They had drinks and stuff, but they served food. That's where you ordered food. So we go in there. It's probably like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And there's a bunch of older people playing pool. And when I say older people, older than us. So they were probably late 60s, early 70s. And they're, you know, they got their cocktails. They got their old fashions. They're sitting there playing pool. And I'm like, all right, this place is kind of cool. And the music's kind of new, college new, you know, that type stuff. So we're sitting there. Wait a minute. What? Who still drinks an old-fashioned? The old people. Oh, my God. <laughs> the old people that were playing pool. There were three couples there. And they all look like. Isn't, well, wait a minute. Isn't an old-fashioned, isn't that just the, like, the original cocktail, the very first cocktail ever made? I don't know if that's what it is. We went to the Prohibition yeah. Museum while we were there and at the end of the museum you had the opportunity to taste uh some of the drinks that were made right after the prohibition was lifted and i had something yeah. something called the charlie chaplin and she had something called i don't know what it was but it was good it was nice okay i was just curious about that i thought you know old-fashioned was the original cocktail but go ahead so the the couple the three couples that were there they looked like they just came off they were dressed in golf gear like they had the crease pants they had a polo shirt of some sort um the ladies have blouses on very respectable very nice i'm like oh this is a nice place so we sit down have some drinks and stuff and we're facing you know towards the bartender pool tables are behind us so we're sitting there and we're watching the tv and we're talking to the bartender history of whatever where are you from what do you do so a couple hours go by and we notice that the room kind of cleared out so we're at 6 6 30 now and so let's get something to eat. So we order something to eat, and we're sitting there eating. And I had a pressed panini, and she had something else, a hamburger or something. And then we turn around, and the place starts filling up. Now it's like 8.30. Yeah, we've been there. We were there for a long time. Wow. <laughs> so the place, is start- the place is starting to fill up. And I'm looking around, and I'm- there are bartenders, the new bartenders coming in to help. And, it, like, his shift starts at, like, 7 o'clock. And I'm looking at the bartender, and you ever seen guys in the gym that wear – the the muscle shirts where the it's only like this piece of material that holds it on your shoulder you know what i'm talking about oh yeah <laughs> they've yeah. cut they've cut the neck out they cut the arms out and it's just this little small sliver of material that's on their shoulder dude yep. had traps up to his freaking ears little short guys <laughs> like five seven traps up to his ears nice thick beard I mean, well manicured, dark beard. He had, you know, beer oil and everything in it, and he was friggin' ripped. How you guys doing? You doing okay? Yeah, we're doing. Where are you from? You know, because he's the bartender. And then the room started filling up, and we're looking around, and I go, I think we're in a gay bar, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. What do we do now? So she's like, no, 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 it's not a gay bar. I'm like, oh, all right, all right. Maybe it's just, well, but remember what I said at the beginning of the program of the, the characters of people that were in the Savannah town, these unisex mm-hmm. looking people. So we're sitting there eating and we look around and, and she's like, and she's got a couple drinks in her. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, when you say gay bar, is it gay men's bar, gay women's bar or both? That's, are there women in there too? Well, that's what I was going to say. So she kind of looks okay. around and she's looking and she's like going, you know, back and forth. And she goes, eh, fuck it. It's a gay bar. 
there was both. There was all the all the unisex girls in one corner and all the unisex guys in another corner, and they were all chit chatting. And you know, now I when I say gay bar, it's not like hello, flaming, flaming. This was like a yeah. a brute gay bar. Like everyone was like, I'm pansexual. Like These are my pronouns. Everybody order, everybody order shit off of the bespoke post. The what? <laughs> the bespoke post. I don't know what that is. Oh, you need to look that up. That's where you That's where you get all of that new age, like the beer oil and, and the, the kits to smoke your whiskey and, you know, just all these new little gadgets and stuff, the bespoke post. All the, you know, weird shaving kits and <laughs> I all the hip trendy stuff. Well, it was all, it was, it was girls and guys, but it was all, like I said, the unisex girls over there and the unisex guys over here. And then yeah. it, they were all like playing pool and playing duck pens and it didn't bother us. I mean, you know, that nothing there's anything wrong with that but then we started mm-hmm. talking to the bartender and started talking to him and i'm like going yeah yeah this uh this is a gay bar no problem no problem we had a good time um but it wasn't like i said a flamboyant gay bar it was a brute gay bar um all those people that you see protesting on the sides of the road with with um banners and stuff you know these are my pronouns he and him and i or whatever and it, those type people not the flamboyant like rupaul drag race type gay people mm, yeah just just enough to make you uncomfortable well i mean because you never know they, you they, never know what they're gonna you know here's the one thing about gay people they're very judgmental if you don't agree with what they're thinking then well here will come at you here here's the thing i've said this uh i probably said this to you before when I was DJing in, in clubs, and one, some of the clubs I DJed at was a you know gay club, and mm-hmm. one of the the bartenders, male bartender, says, "Look, let me tell you something. If a girl says you're ugly, chances are there's another girl out there that thinks you're cute. But if a gay man mm-hmm. says you're ugly, honey, you ugly. You're butt ugly. <laughs> you are dead ugly. Oh well, yeah. I'm not concerned about what he's thinking anyway. But <laughs> exactly. I you know I get it. Yeah. You ever been hit on yeah. chain by a gay guy? I'm trying to think. I don't. I mean, you were in the military so. and all. Not the Navy. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, did, I remember my son one time. Somebody, some guy was stalking him on Facebook, and it was so funny. The the phrase that he used. The guy told him. He said, "I'm I'm going to blow up your spot." Hell, does that mean calling well, him out? You think about yeah. You think about it long enough. But he was he was kind of stalking him on Facebook for some odd reason. But I've never. Not that I can remember I've ever had anybody personally. Well, Most gay guys don't think I'm good-looking anyway. So, Well, I'm lucky enough that I have, like, DJing in nightclubs and stuff like that. I've got a, I've got my gay card, so I have, I'm considered an ally with the gay community. Then I'm, I'm, I'm still friends with everyone. You know, out of my 5,000 uh, friends on Facebook, I think maybe 2,500 of them are gay or something like that. You know, some, yeah, so I'm, I'm an ally. So I'm allowed, to, I'm allowed to say faggot. I'm allowed to say queer. I'm allowed to say all that stuff. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to say it. Oh, I, well, I better keep my mouth shut Yeah, because I've only got like 80 Facebook friends. You don't have an army to support you. And none of them are gay that I know of. All right. Anything else before uh Get back to your brisket. Nope. I'm starting to smell that, smell like that sweet, smoky smell. So well, mouth watering. Good, 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 good. good. I got to go mow the grass. I've decided I'm going to mow the grass. Well, we good for you. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. All I'm right. going to be productive. Well, that's other good. Than this, other than this podcast. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be well, good. kind of productive. 
And uh-huh. I'm I'm going to be more conscious about my peeing. I'm I'm, I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna go go with it and be like I don't care. You can hear me pee if you want to. As a matter of fact, I'll record my peeing and then we'll play it on the next podcast. That sounds great. Well, let's do it, everyone. Okay. Mark your calendars next Friday. This time <laughs> we're gonna have live on the air Shane peeing in a toilet. So <laughs> if we haven't you can lost rate me, if you like, yeah, you can rate his pee. Let's do that. Rate his rate, pee. RateMyPee.com. All right, Shane. Anything else? No. Nope. All right. You're good. Enjoy your brisket. What are you going to have with it? Anything? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about that. Maybe some baked beans, potato salad, beer. Cut off a, a small piece of the brisket into your beans and, oh, yeah. you know, cube it up and stuff and put it in your baked beans. I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to get some decent burnt ends out of this one. But, yeah. See you later, Shane. All right. See you bye. See you bye. Young girls in tight blue jeans.